Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Quick Circle Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends with a shared love of food, cooking, and all things cookbooks. We are now in the third season of this podcast, and this one is all about, well, not really anything in particular. We are themeless, so you can expect deep dives on certain dishes, reviews of cookbooks, of course, but there'll be new cookbooks, old cookbooks, all sorts of cookbooks. And of course, we'll be asking you, our lovely listeners, for some input on episodes that we're gonna do it's gonna be so it's gonna be so fun fun and if you love what we do we're also on patreon this means if you'd like to support us your subscription will help to cover the podcast costs from the books themselves to the ingredients for what we cook and in return you'll get some fun stuff like bonus minisodes to find out more visit our website thecookbookcircle.com or you can find the link in our show notes thanks friends now let's get to the fun part Hello. Hi, Hannah. Oh, oh, oh! I was going for a ditty. (laughs) Oh, I like the ditty. Hello, Victoria. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) Ditty. I like this. I like the. (laughs) Ditty. Very serious there. (laughs) Walking down the podcast, ditty woman. (laughs) How art stuff? Uh, yes. Very fine, thank you. Very fine. Um, how are you? That's what we strive for, very fine. Oh, Doug's off. Early in the podcast. I'm, ab- <laughs> I'm absolutely fine. Uh, we have just made it through Storm Isha, which I believe your uh, Irish family have been uh, 
hit hard by. It's really affected. Why? How do they get the names? Just ignore this barking dog in the background. How do they uh, get the names? I think they go through the alphabet, but I don't know how they decide on the names. Is it like? I know that there's some like hurricanes are men, storms are women. I don't know. It's like French. <laughs> They're gendered. Le storm, la hurricane. <laughs> Sorry to anyone that speaks French. <laughs> If you could be any weather form, what would you be? <laughs> Great question. Uh, <laughs> really good question. I'm so glad you asked. Um, maybe I'd be snow. I feel like snow makes a lot of people happy. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> what about you? I didn't really have an answer, but I don't know <laughs> if there's one that's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess some people like sun. people like hot. <laughs> people, people like sunshine, right? What have you been up to? What's your what's your life updates? I had a weekend of a lot of baking um, for vegan people. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> one's a baby, so she's kind of involuntarily vegan. <laughs> Can't tolerate dairy. Um, Who uh, can? <laughs> me, all day long. <laughs> she yeah. And so I dug out Phil Corey's A New Way to Bake Again and just... I know this is repeating ourselves, but what a great book. Like, honestly, so good. I did the um, orange and polenta cake, which is great. You boil like a whole orange and you blitz it up. And then what's interesting is you make the cake mix with the polenta and the ground almonds. So it's vegan and gluten-free. And Mm. I've made polenta cakes before, but in this one, you let the batter sit for like an hour, he says, to like soften the polenta. Oh. So actually when you eat it, it's really squidgy and not, because sometimes it can be a bit like crummy, can't it? Crunchy, yeah. And that's not great. That's not a vibe. Um, But yeah, this one was really, really, really good. And then the other one that I did was the banana tatan cake thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I think maybe I had said in that podcast was one of the things that I wanted to make. And it was really delicious. You like, yeah, you lay the bananas down on the base of the cake tin and then just put the bat. You put more banana in the batter. You go through like seven Ooh. bananas or something, seven or eight. And um, yeah, it was really, really good. We got it with like, I got like vegan double cream coconut cola nice shout out and right. whipped it up and then because it was kind of coconutty with the banana and the cake delicious and they were both like oh. quite easy really low maintenance so yeah it's just a plus one for that a book. new way to bake it's so good it's so good he loves um leaving the batter to rest i feel like the anzac cookies you do that to ah. like let it all i guess the yeah the, let the oats kind of soften or whatever um, he started writing a column, or he has this month, he's had a column in The Guardian. Oh, wow, that's so good. Yeah, I don't know if it's just for this month because it's veganuary. Um, oh, well, yes. it's January, but some people call it vegan. <laughs> what, they haven't renamed the Roman calendar after, <laughs> after vegan? Not yet. <laughs> but the woke agenda says they might. <laughs> Can we keep nothing? <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so if you don't have the book, then go and check him out on the uh, Guardian, because that's fun. Yes, I saw that Otto Lenghi had 
like, yeah, because I have to mention him. <laughs> There's my contractual <laughs> obligation fulfilled for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. That he, like, brought him into the Ottolenghi test kitchen and then was, they, he did, like, a demo on vegan baking, which I thought was so, sounded great. What a man. He's so talented. Like, he's, oh, I, I love him i love that book yeah i need him to make another one i mean obviously i can cook from that one i've still got lots to cook but uh yeah, yeah. i was just trying to see what it was um oh such a good book i'm glad that you were still using it yeah it is interesting i know we talk about the books that we come back to but it is really interesting that that like those yeah ones because down the test of time just yeah you never know time. no you don't i feel like my my standout ones from last yeah, and obviously this isn't a recap episode, so <laughs> let's not get too much into it. It is now. Uh, that, and I said it on the podcast before Christmas, but um, Table for Two. Oh, yes. Is uh, by Brie Graham. It's just so good, man. It is great. <sighs> I would like her to do an entirely veggie book. I think yes. While we're requesting, yes. you're requesting one from Phil Curry, I'm requesting a veggie <laughs> one from Brie Graham. Um, Did you see that... Um, Talking about entirely veggie books, uh, Rukmini Ayer has a new book coming out that is Ooh, veggie. No way. It's not one pan, but I think it's just called The Green Cookbook. And I saw her, she like announced the uh, the like thingy Cover. today. Cover. Yes, thanks. <laughs> uh, and I, she said that a lot of the, the recipes in there are vegan and gluten-free as well so that's good she's a machine isn't she mm, she is anna jones has a new one out too i think i got an email about it the other day it's... yes i think i saw that yeah she said it's like two years in the making or something and she's yeah been really frazzled with it but it sounds really good as well we barely get this podcast out lads i don't know how people <laughs> like do things <laughs> Still down i mean and that. anna anna Hannah has a full-time job. I don't even have a full-time job. Uh, You've got I'm a child. full-time mummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. But um, we are not talking about, <laughs> absolutely not talking about a vegan book today. <laughs> no, we're really not, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is good for, you know, lots of people that don't eat um that do eat meat and other <laughs> non-vegan things. Um, we are talking about uh, Bahari. Bahari. By Dina Mackey. Which is fun. Very fun. And Dina Mackey Be- is a great name. Book. Isn't it? And she has great hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, put her on the great hair chef's list with Ralph. Yeah. And... Uh, I feel like Molly Bars probably has good hair, doesn't she? Of course she does. Congratulations to Molly Bars. She's having a baby. Yeah. So Vic sent me this <laughs> because I'm not on Instagram <laughs> at the moment. And she sent me a link being like, oh, she's pregnant. And I didn't read the caption <laughs> properly. But Molly Bars yeah. made the caption as like, she tagged her husband and then she said he put the lime in the coconut. Or something, wasn't it? Because that was the one of the recipes. Yeah. That was the recipe I made. Yeah, the recipe book. you did. Yeah. Yeah, that let me just tell you, Will, or whatever his name was, wasn't uh, coming anywhere near me with his lime. <laughs> I was putting that lime in the coconut all by myself. 
Oh, yeah. Will put his lime in my coconut. Yeah, see? <laughs> Absolutely um, not what you should she's do. She's drinking a coconut. Oh. Uh, and then the emojis are lemon. Yeah. Coconut baby, exclamation mark. Okay. Many layers to that anyway, one. Much, congrats much, to her. Much to break down. Yes, congrats. No, that is lovely. Will it be, be a very aesthetic child? <laughs> what food analogy would you use to announce <laughs> your pregnancy? <laughs> Great question. I mean, you could just go with bun in the oven, a oh, classic yeah. <laughs> of the game. Would you tag Stephen and say um, he put his bun in my oven? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Like, that's just, it's so fun. Like, it's very getting, graphic. Like, it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Like, guys, 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 weird sex. Like, <laughs> Guess what happens. Yes. Guys, guys. <laughs> We had a baby, and guess what? <laughs> yes. It's a bit like, you know, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot. It's more than I uh, ever need to know. Let anyway. me uh, think about what how I would have announced my pregnancy. I didn't announce my pregnancy okay. on social media. I didn't do that. Uh, but if I if I had my time again, I would let you know what I would say. I'll have a think about it. <laughs> you announced it on the podcast, Do you I have think, one stashed in there? No. Yeah, I think I did. He put the jam in my donut. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that wasn't pre-prepared. Really sorry to all of the listeners who have come to us also from uh, <laughs> a post from a, a bake shop in Memphis, which... Uh, tagged us and then thanks for made that, a, by the way yes thank you for that Muddy's Bake Shop <laughs> thank you for tagging us but you know they did a little disclaimer <laughs> saying that we swear uh, saying the Brits swear a lot so I think maybe she's only talking about me yeah uh, yeah thanks <laughs> um, <laughs> so sorry about that and uh, now I'm yeah, sorry to all of you that's just got a lot worse sorry talking about, um, sorry sorry sex <laughs> S-E-X-E-X on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Dina Mackey. Uh, she is... Oh, this is weird, man. I was, like, I was like, I don't want to say anything about her. And No, too close. Dina Mackey, Bahari. Yeah. Great hair. She has great hair. Yeah. This is her first cookbook, but she is a um, prolific Instagram star mm-hmm. and also a presenter. Um so she is, she's born and raised in the UK in a place called Portsmouth. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But she has like a Zanzibar and Omani heritage. God. And so this book is like a, it's essentially like an ode to Omani cuisine. Yeah. And almost like all of the things that got kind of got her to where she is in terms of her family tree and also, you know, the kind of um, evolution of Oman's cooking and its history and stuff. It's a history lesson as well as a cooking lesson. It's very rich on that front, isn't it? Lots of yes, little interludes yeah. with history and stuff yes, like that. Yes, there's lots of stories. 
um, lots of beautiful pictures from her childhood and her and of her in Oman, but also like her family um, all over the world, which is beautiful. Very beautiful. I didn't know much about Oman. Did you? What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Mighty, mighty good man. Um, I didn't. When I lived in the UAE, people used to go over to Oman for like hikes and drives and runs and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I don't think I ever actually made it over, but it did look beautiful and I would like to go. Um, yeah, it looks really, really nice. Also, she just never feels so boring. She's got Omani and Zanzibar E. Zanzibari? Heritage. Like, mm. what? I'm just Irish. What's your heritage? Irish and Scottish. <laughs> Two of the whitest, whitest. <laughs> Drunkest. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, there is a lot of people, you know, in, uh, you know, America, frankly, that claim to have Irish and Scottish heritage who, you know, are, are incredibly cool. True. I, I'm not saying anything about our coolness. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exoticness, what I'm saying is, uh, uh, yeah, well, not very it's exotic. not very exotic, but it is, uh, you know, it is cool. It's cool. It's exotic to some people. True, I suppose. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're funny, if nothing else. Oh you have God. to be hilarious. You don't have to be mad to work here, but it helps. <laughs> <laughs> is there any more funny to be Irish? <laughs> Look, the Irish people are r- ruling this world. We've all seen Saltburn and, uh, you know, Barry Keegan, is it? Yeah. Is, uh, is Irish. Killian Murphy. Uh, Killian Murphy. There's another Paul one. Paul Mezcal. Paul, well, he's not winning any there's, awards, is he? There's another one. <laughs> I just read, we were literally just having a conversation about Paul Mezcal before we started recording. And, um, <laughs> I just read during that conversation that he's filming Gladiator Part two? Yeah. Well, he's got a big gladiator head, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but in fun news, you know the lady from The Bear, the sous chef? Le- yes, Sydney. Sydney. She's apparently got Irish heritage that she's No, that's about. a lie. What? I think that's some kind of twi- I saw that as well and I was really excited. But, oh, but well, maybe she does. I'm such a boomer. Did I just believe no, something? I, <laughs> I saw no. I saw it, and I was like, oh, I saw someone be like, oh, great night for our, you know, Irish girls, yeah. and it was like Barry Keegan, Killian Murphy, yeah, someone else. I not Paul yeah, you're right. And then and then her, and not Paul Mescal, and then her, and I was like, hey. And then I went on her Wikipedia page and I couldn't find anything about her being Irish. Oh. And then I saw some people joking about it. I think it's just like they, you know, the, the Irish are claiming her. Oh, well, we do like to do that with the good ones. I'd be proud. Damn. She is, she is you know. Very beautiful. Beauts. Yeah. And. Talented. Uh, talented. Humble and like, too. So, you know. Oh. God. And you could just see, like, when you watch videos of her, like, and people interacting with her at all these, like, ceremonies, she's so well-liked. Yeah, she's vibrant. <laughs> and Jeremy, what's his face? Like, obviously just wants to kiss her. And, like, we all want to kiss her. Oh, do you think? Do you think there's a bit of chemistry? <laughs> yeah. In the show or in real He's... life? He... Oh, both. <gasps> well, yeah, in the show there is something simmering there, isn't there? 
Yeah. Um, He's busy and right around. frankly, I can't wait <laughs> to let it, to, to have it come off. Um, <laughs> what, the Calvin Kleins? <laughs> well, yes. Um, uh, anyway. Sorry. Bahari. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Vic for a minute there while she pictured the Calvin Klein ad. I thought about Jeremy Allen what? Um, Jaw. My, uh, my beautiful and wonderful sister-in-law sent me a funny text uh, just before Christmas with a picture of um, what I can only assume was like a, supposed to be like a sexy picture of Jamie Oliver oh. uh, suggesting that she was going to get it printed for me. For my <laughs> was he wearing clothes? Um, I think I think so. Oh, Maybe gosh. have a look at un, undone. Let me look it up. No. <laughs> An undone what apron? He's one of those chef jackets. Ooh, can you imagine that? that would be gross. Oh no, no it's this. It's the oh, it, oh, it's not an old. It's like from a Times article recently. He's just like. He's like smouldering, like you know, no socks. That's what's gone off. What's what is he's taking his socks off? He's got shoes. Yeah, the most flesh we're getting there is a bit of ankle. Um, and then he's like got this. I'm just showing. I'll, I'll put it on. On this. Oh, smouldering expression there from. Yeah, smouldering. Looks a bit like um, what's his face in that? Uh, nope, can't think of his name. Right, <laughs> Dina Mackey. <laughs> It's really you, you. You guys really don't need a list of you know men that I'm attracted to. <laughs> well, um, I think they do. <laughs> I said you've got to sign up to the Patreon for that, my friends. <laughs> it's a mini <laughs> Your top men three. In food. My top. My top three men in or women in food. Yeah. Um. Ooh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. We'll come back to you all on that. I know that you're all dying to know. I mean, does Jeremy Allen White count? No. 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 He wouldn't be up there for me, I don't think. Well, that's okay. I mean, he's short. That's the problem. Yeah. Little, little. It's head. always the problem. Yeah. They're always short. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm complaining about that, and you should be the one complaining about that, really. Um all these celebs. All these, yeah, I, I would be with them if it weren't for the height. <laughs> Had to knock right, so many back. Oh, um, Dina Mackey. Dina Mackey. So, do you want me to tell you a little bit about her? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, yes, please. <laughs> so, like I said, she was born and raised in Portsmouth, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, is on the south coast of the of England of the UK um and she like talks a lot about how like when she was growing up because she had this really ingrained kind of culture with her mom and her dad of this like Omani Zanzibar family and she talks about how there was a for some reason in Portsmouth uh, and she goes into this in the book there's this community of uh, like Omani people that ended up like settling there. And so she re- she almost like felt included in that, but she didn't grow up there. So she never quite knew where she belonged. She'd spend her summers in Oman and she'd see all her cousins and her friends. And like, they thought she was like fun and cool. because She had like this English accent, but then she didn't feel like she fitted in there. So she's like this kind of third culture kid that she just felt like she never... Um, fit in and she like wouldn't tell people 
she went to this like her parents like saved up and spent money that she says that they didn't really have to send her to quite a nice private school and so she wouldn't say to her friends that she was going to oman for the summer she'd say she was going to dubai because that was like cool and like wealthy and whatever yeah um but she grew up around this really uh you know interesting omani slash zanzibari family and culture um and she didn't really obviously she would eat the food but she didn't she talks about how she didn't start to cook um, until she went to uni and I think she went to uni in London. Right. And so so I've read this story that she's told a a couple of times in a couple of different articles and and videos and stuff about how she moved away to uni and then she had her first um, Ramadan without her mom and her nan who I guess were big influences in her life and she uh wanted to feel like close to them so she'd like she want to cook what they would cook usually like during Ramadan I guess and during Iftar yeah so she would get on the phone she'd get on FaceTime she's like oh how do you make this thing and how do you make this thing and how do I know if my my lamb is cooked properly and how do I do this and how do I do this and like it was this kind of community thing and she talks about how like it was hard because I couldn't taste any of it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I had to, like, rely on my housemates um, who... She also says that she, like, lived with people who were from different parts of, like, the Middle East as well. Mm-hmm. So and she that helped her to kind of like, lean into her heritage and her culture. And that's how she started to, like, learn to cook. And she, she says she realised that she loved cooking, like, for people and, like, giving people food through, you know feeding her housemates and oh. learning to cook with her now. That's so nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so she learned to cook. And then I think when she, like, left uni, she started up a Instagram page called Dine with Dina. Um, Genius. Which, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is just her making frankly incredibly like high quality informative beautiful videos mm. um of her cooking and, and putting out Can't recipes and stuff and <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and she's like for, now she has like 45,000 uh followers on Instagram and I think a lot of that shot up through the pandemic nice. like people were staying home like learning you know you're wanting to cook dishes, yeah. Fun and, yeah, exactly. And so she does, she kind of splits her time now, I think, between London and Oman. Wow. So she does supper clubs in both places. And I saw her do an interview uh, with uh, like Amani, I think it was Amani, um, TV channel. And she was talking about when she cooks and does her supper clubs in Oman she kind of brings all of her like western some of her like British you know Zanzibari kind of heritage into the dishes but when she does it in the UK she focuses a lot more like on the Oman like Omani cuisine which is I guess that's a that's a great like I guess like thing to be able to like flex between yeah because she's like keeping her pulse uh, her finger on the pulse of both uh like cultures I suppose all the cultures and I think it's just people love it. She's like incredibly passionate about putting Amani cuisine on the map. Love that. Getting people to learn about it. Yeah. Because, you know, we both said we don't really know much about Oman. No. Um, 
and and then think that she's really put that into this book like yes Hannah was saying it's got all these like lovely stories it has a whole like history of Oman at the beginning yeah um which is amazing and like fun to read through but like you don't usually get that in cookbooks no um it really reminded me that bit specifically and a lot of this actually in like the imagery and stuff reminded me of uh Jerusalem by Ottolenghi yes and Sammy to meet me yeah 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 totally because it's all the I guess they kind of they know if this is focused on a UK or Irish audience or whatever they probably know that people are want to know more about the place yes. as well right like we were saying we wanted to do more books like this. You don't need another bloody, like, yeah, yeah, t- Tuscany cooking book, right, from some, like, <laughs> white guy from God knows where. And this is just so nice to for something different. And then it's got all the kind of history wrapped up in it as well. It's really, really great. It's really, really interesting. So she's not even, like, she, she hasn't been, like, a chef or she's just, like, family taught. That's so cool. yeah. And she does, um, she's on TV here quite a lot. Like yeah. She does Saturday morning, the cooking shows, um, Saturday Kitchen quite often. The ones we love she to hate. She does consulting. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched a Saturday morning, like, cooking show in ages. I caught a tiny bit of James Martin this last weekend. Um, and it was uh, not great. Oh, and then I tell you what I did watch. Uh, because I know you're all dying to know. I watched John Turoad and Lisa, what's her face, going to Australia. I don't like them on TV. No. I think they've broken up. Oh, God, really? Oh, that's awful. Then. I, I th- yeah, I think, I believe they've broken up. Oh. And I don't know if they're still recording stuff and they're like contractually obliged. Um, <laughs> A but... stray knife goes flying through the kitchen. <laughs> maybe i'm maybe that's you know not true and i'm just gossiping but i feel like i heard that um but yeah it was quite good actually they were you know i I don't love either of them particularly but they went to perth and you know i like to see people drinking nice australian coffee and you know eating delicious food yeah in sunny places so i want to go to melbourne i can't complain i want to go to melbourne and eat all the food we should and then we get to meet our lovely Australian listeners. Yes, we've said it many we times. We should. Still waiting on that sponsorship um, from Qantas? I don't know. <laughs> any, we'll take it all. We'll take anything. Get on uh, it, RPR. <laughs> we don't have one. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, so book. what did you... Yes. Yeah, what other thoughts did you have about the book when you first got it? And I think it, we need to say here that the publisher... Uh, DK, I believe. DK. Um, DK. Um, kindly sent us this book. Yes. Uh, to have a look at, but we are not. Uh, we, we can say what we want about it. <laughs> we can. Um, but they did kind. <laughs> they did kindly send it to us uh, for free. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, what did I think? I thought it was beautiful. I thought there's a lot of meaty, fishy mm. things is all, which made it a little bit hard to pick something. But there is veggie stuff in there. I think a lot of the baking stuff looks really interesting. Mm. There's like a toasted yes. flour tart somewhere, which looks really oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cherries or something that's in it. Mm, mm. Um, and some of the breads and everything look great. 
I mean, frankly, even if it is meaty, I'm quite interested to see some of the combinations, like this, like grape vinegar stewed lamb, like cool, like really cool stuff. Um, Oh yeah, that's it. Toasted flour, date and cherry tartlets. They look great. Um, She loves cardamom, (laughs) I would say. Yes. Lots of cardamom. Yeah, and coconut throughout. She's wiped me out of <laughs> cumin seeds. Um, How dare she? I just got stumbled across something called a cup of curry, and that's just frankly quite fun to say. Yes, very, very beautiful. There's a salmon, tamarind, and aubergine curry, which I think looks great. A lot of tamarind yes. too, actually, to be fair. Yeah, there is. And she talks in the beginning, doesn't she? Like, she's got a really good section about, um, I think it's called Cook's Notes. And she talks about tamarind in there, about block versus yes. paste. Yes. And that's... Which is fascinating. It really is, because I didn't know. I've never really known. And I've not mm. ever had... I don't think I've ever had both been able to buy both at the same time so I've always had to go with what I what I could find but then yeah yeah I thought that was really interesting she says like block is good because it like it keeps longer in the fridge and you just like soak it in water or whatever yeah um also she's go on no I just really like the look of these sesame coconut flatbreads yes I keep seeing those and um like them like she's got love Good baking stuff. It's it's got an interesting um, structure, doesn't it? So there's like four sections: mm. muscat, interior, coasts, and, and then Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Yeah. And is there one called Portsmouth? Oh, is there? Did I make that up? I feel like I said four, but maybe there's actually five. But um, so it's not like. Oh, yeah, I'm right, yeah. Portsmouth is the last one, so there's five. Um, there's not... You don't just flick to the back to look for the desserts. So no. Each section has, like, a bake... Often, like, a baking thing, a sweet, some sweet things, different things. And they're all just based around... Uh, yeah. Yes. The different, like... Because the... Um, she talks about how Oman... It feels like an island because by by one one side of it is like cut off by the desert. Yeah. So it's like a sand sea. So so there's like there is that beautiful ocean, but then it is cut off from the other side. And obviously Zanzibar is an island and Portsmouth is an island too, like kind of. Is it? <laughs> so um I've been yeah. there, I think. And you know, even if um yeah, my brother went to university there actually. I've oh. been there. Of times, huh. um, is it very so, yeah. maritime? Maritimey, mm. yes, Not very really. maritimey. <laughs> That's a word, um, definitely yeah. a word. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really it's it's a really beautiful book. Yes, um, very interesting. Yeah, the photography is gorgeous. Yeah. It's really like evocative. I think of what I imagine Oman is. You can really get a feel for what it probably is like to be there. Yeah, really on you. I just love weird, not weird things, obviously. Weird is really derogatory and rude, but just like new and different, interesting yes. combinations. Deep fried potato balls. Yes. Yeah. She's also unapologetic and she, does, she doesn't really offer any substitutions, which frankly I love. Yeah, I like that um, too. And I appreciate that. I'm like, she's like, this is what you need. Like, there's, 
in the coast section. There's a lot of fish in this generally, but yeah, a lot of it's really just like whole, whole fish. Um, and it's not something that I'm ever going to cook, but I appreciate that she hasn't toned that down yeah. for me. Why? And why should she? Why should she? Who am I? You do you. Um, Dina. Yeah. Dina. Dina. Um, so, what did you make? Let's hear it. What did I make? Hannah. I made two things and they were good and I made them and I ate them. I... <laughs> oh, can you wrap the rest of um, the show? <laughs> would we call that a wrap? I don't know if we would. <laughs> um, it's a bit, okay, it's a bit more musical theatre. Yes. Yeah. Ba, 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 I loved ba, it though. Ba, ba. Um, I tasked my boyfriend Tom with picking what Ooh. we ate. And he just landed on one bread dish <laughs> with nothing else to go into it. Um, but it was the honeycomb bread on. Ooh. Page 57, Khaliat Nahal, um, which is a beautiful round. The photo is this beautiful round um, kind of, yep, tear and share bread. That it's in kind of a honeycomb shape and it's like scattered with like black and white sesame seeds. And inside, you, there's like three parts of the recipe. There's like the dough. What's inside? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, whole cheese is in there. <laughs> you put the lime in the coconut. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, there's a syrup. <laughs> cheese in my Kali Hatnachal. <laughs> As he started that sentence, I wasn't sure if you were going to finish it, but you did. Well done. <laughs> um, yes, so there's like the bread dough, there's the syrup and there's the filling. And basically you make the syrup first. Now this went a little bit wrong for me. You make this Sup syrup. What? <laughs> I was just going to say, surprise. I also made this. Oh, I didn't even let you come up for air. I was just banging on. <laughs> what you did? You let me, you know, make a weird innuendo about Kali Hatnahal. Oh my God. I didn't really think this would be your thing because of the cream cheese. Yes. And I have things to say about the cream cheese. Oh. No, I don't have anything to say about the cream cheese. I have, I've got a lot to say about the fucking syrup. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, cream cheese is not for me, but uh, otherwise loved it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So the syrup. The syrup is strange. So it's sugar, honey, juice of half an orange and four cardamom pods. Crushed, of course. Crushed, much like me by the end of making the syrup. Um, But it's, yeah, you just put everything into a saucepan and she says place over a high heat and bring to the boil. Once it starts bubbling, boil for exactly 10 minutes, which I thought was like really long at the time. For just like a syrup that you're going to brush over something. And I did it like perfectly to the minute or the second. And then, of course, because it'd been boiling for ages, it just formed like a rock hard caramel. Is that what happened to you as well? Mm. Um, no, I didn't make it to 10 minutes because oh. uh, it just, it burnt. Oh. And my pan was ruined. Is it ruined? <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and I felt... I set all the fire alarms off. Oh no! Um, in the house because oh, no. it was like, and I was just like, I'm trusting the process. I'm just going to let it go, and um, I shouldn't have done that because it was just slowly. Because she says not to stir it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just felt like it was like a. I know it's not a misprint, but I'm really intrigued what was meant to happen because yeah. normally we've made like when we've developed recipes and stuff, we've made syrups to brush on, and usually we just like. It's just like till the sugar dissolves, right? And it's kind of goopy. And that's effectively just what I did the second time around. I remade it and I just kind of did it for like a couple of minutes till I could see that the texture was like nice and brushable. Brushable. Same. It's, um, so RIP to my pan, but, and also I'd run out of, pretty much run out of caster sugar. Oh no. By this point. That's the caster sugar, Um, the cumin, the coconut, the cardamom. I know, this is, I know. <laughs> Bill Dina Mackey, <laughs> like whole like Mother Humper there with nothing in her cupboard. <laughs> um, so I did make it again, but I made it on like like a quarter of the size because also it's a big amount of syrup. Yeah, a big amount of syrup. It's a good sentence. <laughs> um, it's a lot of syrup. So, and I knew I put, I definitely wouldn't want all of that, even if I had made it right. No, I didn't use uh, it all. So yeah, I just made a little one. Smells and tastes beautiful though. Like made the Delicious. house, even the burnt one made the house smell lovely. Burnt orange and cardamom <laughs> syrup. Um, um, but after that, it was like it was fine. After that, so it's like you make you have warm milk, you put yeast in there, and then you combine flour, sugar, eggs. So it's an enriched dough. You add in the milk and yeast, and then she says to mix it in for ten to twelve minutes in a mixer, which is quite a long time. My mixer is so loud as well. It's like... Because <laughs> it can't really yeah. handle like those those kind of tougher doughs. Um, so then it rises for an hour and a half. And then you like... break. You divide the dough into 20 little pieces, which is quite a lot as well. I didn't it's eat... It's a big... Uh, all of it. Yeah. I froze some of it after. But yeah, it's a big arse recipe. Everything in this book... I think is big. Like the other thing I made was is a really big recipe as well. Mm. I mean, I guess it's just made for a crowd, but yeah. Yeah, like big kind of family meals. But then you, so you yeah. get these 20 even sized pieces and then you um, press in a little bit of mozzarella and, so, and the cream cheese in the middle. So she says to use about five to 10 grams of each. 
you don't want to overfill. I feel like my filling was very, very irregular. There was some ended up like really cheesy and some ended up like they were basically just bread. I was quite... I, but there was... Well, that's a surprise. Because at first, you know, when you just like take a while to get into the groove of working with it, right? Like it was like, first one is like, oh God, there's too much. And then, yeah, it just... And then there was 20 and then I was getting bored. And anyway, I've got no patience whatsoever. Um, anyway... So you make sure they're all filled and then you let them rise again. Um, she says to do them, if you use, she says to use a pizza tray. I don't have one. So I did it in like a rectangular tray. So I don't have that lovely round shape that she does, but they're still delicious. And then you, they rise again for 30 to 45 minutes. You bake them, you brush, before you bake them, you brush a little milk over and sprinkle over sesame seeds. And then they baked beautifully for me, like that that whole dough thing, the whole that whole dough thing. Um, the whole dough thing <laughs> was um, was fine, I guess. But um, no, it was perfect. And then she, it's really she's very emphatic about um, that the the cooled syrup should go over the hot bread as soon as they come out of the oven. Or she says you can brush it on if you don't want too much, which I did. And then, yeah, she says the syrup was He put his cooled syrup <laughs> onto the hot bread. hot bread. Hot buns. <laughs> and then you sprinkle over sea salt. And then, yeah, she says to let them cool for like 10 minutes and serve while they're still warm, which I did. But they were great. But mm. I definitely, yeah, I wouldn't have used that whole syrup. Um, no. no. And I'm sure that, you know, some people prefer that like very sweet yeah. She talks about how it like soaks into the dough, but I didn't want that, I don't think. I liked the just the kind of bit of a taste. Yeah. The little touch touch of the sweet. Because the syrup's lovely. Yeah. I wish I'd thought about something else to use it on. Um but it is really, really nice. Yeah. They like that in, in a lot of Middle Eastern mm. foods, don't they? Because isn't like canafe that like Pete, um, yeah. pastry with the kind of the kind of angel hair it's pastry cheese in and the yeah, middle, cheese, right? and then it's like a honey kind of glaze on it. That's like definitely yeah. a thing. Honey and cheese. Um, it's like a yeah. My dough was my dough. My dough um, was incredibly sticky. Oh, was it? Like yeah, and I think maybe I just didn't. I think that the disaster with the syrup maybe threw me off my game for the rest of what I was doing. And maybe I didn't need it for long enough. Right. Um, I need you. <laughs> um, need you. But it, it, it worked fine. It was just incredibly difficult to, like, work with. Like, yeah. when I was making it into balls and that, I was, like, you know, adding lots of flour and yeah. wetting my hands and stuff. But it was fine. We got there in the end. <laughs> Um, I ended up making like two smaller breads. I, I've got like a big, wide Le Creuset cast iron thing. So I did one in that. Mm -hmm. I thought they would all fit in that, but they no, they're quite didn't, big. Yeah, she says to like use, like leave some space so they can like yeah rise, rise grow. Rise um, <laughs> so I did two. Uh, so I did get two circles, but um. Yeah, loved it. I really liked this. I did. Uh, it was. I, lo I love. An, I love an enriched dough. Me, me. too. I love an enriched dough. Me. Um, I, I love it. I love it. They. Um, yes, they were really good. I definitely would like to do them again and like 
make sure I'm more even and consistent with my filling. And I felt like, I think, I think it was easier for me to kind of not shape the dough into a ball when I was shaping them, to mm. just kind of have it a bit flat and then tuck the cheese in the middle and then kind of shape the ball around that. I'm doing like yeah. a wrapping motion that nobody can see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, so I feel like you could tweak and you could get really good at them and be a total pro. And they'd be so nice with, like, herbs and stuff in there, too. I know that's probably not traditional, but, yeah, I feel like you could play around with them. You could play with it, yeah. And I think... I was just actually thinking about how... Like, what about some, like, hot honey on the <gasps> mozzarella inside? Oh, yes. Could be nice. Hot um, honey. And then it's, like, a little bit spicy. Because I think that was my... I like mozzarella fine. Mm. I like it. It's... Like I like it. I, I'm not a hater, but the cream cheese just didn't do it for me. It was too, they were both too like mild. It's too like very mildy, cheesy taste. Yes, yeah. and I don't like the texture of cream cheese particularly on its own. Um, yeah. So I, I think if I did it again, I wouldn't. I would leave the cream cheese out. I'd put the mozzarella in. That was nice. Yeah. Um, I'd love another cheese in there. Mm. Not a third one, but like yeah, maybe replacing Ooh. the cream cheese. Yeah, something just a bit stronger. Um. But we did, or I did, not the royal we, I actually made a dip to go with this. So I... Oh, dip, dip, bitches. <laughs> this, because, uh, yeah, obviously the bread had been selected and it was kind of like, well, we just can't have just bread for dinner. Let's find something to have with it. So we saw this mum's mohamara. I'd just like to say to everyone listening, um, she says this. But just before we pressed record, <laughs> Hannah went to get a snack. And I was like, what are you eating? And she was, it was just a hunk of bread and butter. <laughs> I love bread and butter, as we know. <laughs> What's great about that is that I couldn't eat all the bread because the butter was just on the top part. And then I just left the other half of it down and, and Doug just sat at the bottom of my bed and ate, munched on the rest of the bread. We're just the perfect pair. <laughs> He, he finishes everything that I don't want. Um, yes, yeah, so mum's mohamara. I've had mohamara before. Sorry if I'm saying it wrong. But it's charred red pepper dip. And this is really, really simple. And it went really well with the bread, actually. Um, so you char some peppers. She says over a flame. I did it under the grill. Because I did not want to set off my fire. Alarms. Under the grill. <laughs> under the, the grill. <laughs> where it is hot. <laughs> Lovely. Under the grill. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, so you get getting. So you grill them till the skin. I'm licensed to sing that song. Disney will be after me. It'll be the second, the second time I mention them. <laughs> oh, but you're all right to slander John Jerome to this. <laughs> what That was like, is that literally propaganda? It's like sponsored by trail finders like it's just an advert ah. um, so yeah so you blacken the onion uh, onions peppers you peel off the skin and take away the seeds and then you blitz that pepper flesh i don't like saying flesh um with all the remaining ingredients which are date syrup pomegranate molasses walnuts olive oil cumin ding ding chili flakes garlic and salt and then you blitz it but not like too smooth she says you want like the walnuts to be small crumb sized pieces so you still have some texture mm. and that's it and then you just transfer it to a plate or a bowl 
um, your choice. You can, whatever dish you want. <laughs> and drizzle over some date syrup. Now, Hannah couldn't find date syrup. <laughs> um, which oh, was unfortunate. Hannah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> the Palace Sainsbury's fails me again. But you scatter over parsley, pomegranate seeds and crushed walnuts. And mm. yes, we have like a nice, like I did like a board with the bowl of the mohamara and then the honeycomb of the bread around. Oh. It was a great, yes. great That's meal. fancy. Yeah, it was delicious. It was quite nice. Because there's, um, yeah, there's just a lot of flavour from those peppers after they've been roasted mm. and a little bit of chilli. Yeah, there's a tablespoon of dried chilli flakes and they're just, yeah. That recipe isn't too huge, actually. She says it serves four to six, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't loads. I guess just as a dip. And that was your main meal, like we chose to have it. <laughs> um, but yeah, loved that and I would definitely make that again. I'd make that whole meal again, actually, probably. It'd be quite nice if you're... Nice. Entertaining. Entertaining. Yes. Ooh. We love to entertain. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, so you made the honeycomb bread also. Did you eat I made that the on its own? Bread. Yes. Um, I took it. Yes. yes. Goodbye. Uh-huh. Um, yes. I, it's, like I said, it's, a, it's, yeah, like Hannah said, it's massive. Mm. Um, but luckily I was going to my in-laws that day. So oh, yes. I got to take it there. Um, but I took it all and I came back the next day with half, like left wow. that I brought home and I was like oh, I can't get rid of this um, and actually I got back quite late and uh, yeah I essentially was cooking this next dish whilst munching on the bread because I was so hungry <laughs> <laughs> like waiting to eat my dinner um, because I was cooking this uh, so it was, it was a lifesaver. Great, warmed up in the air fryer. <laughs> Everything um, is. I, it really is. Um, yes, so that was good. So then I made another dish that I couldn't um, not make. Ooh. And for reasons I will explain. Oh. So when this book arrived at my home, <laughs> um, I, my mother-in-law was actually here. So it arrived uh, a few weeks ago and she... Uh, was here it was just the two of us I don't know um, why that was the case but it was and um, I opened it I was like oh look this book's nice Let, have a look and she looked through it and my husband and his mom have Zanzibari heritage so uh, Stephen my husband his grandmother was from Zanzibar wow. from Tanzania and Zanzibar and uh, Stephen's mom grew up in Uganda, so like just next door. And yeah, so oh. the, so she was like, she loved this, but she was like looking through, like, oh my god, there's these um, and like I was sat there with her when you know, saw so she got excited because I didn't know that it had the, all this stuff in, like mm. all the stuff that um, you know, she just recognised. Oh. There's these um, uh, like. She's got samosas in there, yeah. which she calls sambusas, which is what uh, Steve's mom, Naz, calls them. Um, she there is... Oh, I can't find them. There's these little donuts. Oh, mandazi. Right? The, the mandazi, I yeah. I literally just opened and the page to them. They look <laughs> so good. The, uh, they are. And, yeah, Steve's mom makes them 
all the time and they are so delicious oh, and I make you know because they're just they're just donuts and they just come fresh out and oh. Oh, they're great um so yes and then we found the palau um which is like a which is a palau you know a palau like a rice dish yeah and uh some a little bit more context here is that Family parties on my husband's side are, there's always a palau. Everyone loves it. And oh. Everyone's very excited about it. And it looks and is pretty much exactly this oh, wow. recipe. And it's like, everybody talks about like, what's the best palau? And like, what do you do to it? And like, sometimes it's chicken and sometimes it's lamb. And, you know, it's a, you know, there's always, and then if we don't make it to a family party, there's always someone who's like, oh, we put you some, because Stephen loves palau. And oh. he's like... Oh, I've bought you some palau. <laughs> so um, I was like, I can't not give it yeah. a go. Have you made uh, it before? So Have you ever given it a go n- before? No. No. Okay. Not. Bit of pressure then. Like, Steve, yeah, huge pressure. Steve's mom has made it in our house while I've like been there and she's like tried to teach me before. Right. And I think, and like their spices that they use, like she made me a little thing of them, but I've never properly like sat and done it. Um frankly because they do it so well yeah. it's like why would I yeah, yeah, yeah. mess with success <laughs> broke. But I was like <laughs> we've got this um so without further ado I will tell you a little <laughs> bit about <laughs> this so again a massive so I started off cooking this in one pot and I had to move it to two because I don't have a giant pot because you cook the right. rice and the chicken and everything together so I had to split it over two yeah so you eat 120 mils of vegetable oil um over a medium high and then add the onion and can i say you can <laughs> i love the way uh africans indians caramelized onions <laughs> you're just it's just more oil and higher heat yeah it's like the opposite of like you know the italian or the french, french way where you're sat there for like three hours <laughs> and we're like trying to caramelize onions love it Love that. So you've got like a finely diced onion. You chuck that in until it's translucent. And then you stir in all the spices and some garlic paste. So the spices are three tablespoons of cumin seeds, two tablespoons of black peppercorns, two cinnamon sticks, uh, eight crushed cardamom pods, six cloves. And then two tablespoons. Yeah. Two tablespoons of garlic paste. Okay. And she also says in her little uh, cook's notes, right, about pastes. She's like, I use yes. I use pastes because I don't, uh, because I come from a family of people that want things done for them and they're easier. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I that. just love that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, those garlic um, and ginger pastes are so, uh, such a time So saver. good. Um, so you cook for that for like two to three minutes. It smells amazing. Mm. And then you add potatoes and chicken so it's four medium or large potatoes peeled and quartered and then she says a whole chicken um about 1.5 kilograms skin removed or you can use pre-cut skinless pieces of your choice on the bone so i use like chicken drumsticks and took all the skin off them Mm -hmm. uh and put them in right lovely so put that in with the potatoes fry for another eight to ten minutes I guess just to like brown off the chicken. Um, And then you add lots of water. So 825 mils of water, 
um, and some salt, bring to the boil, and then you like, let that bubble and boil away so until the chicken's thing. cooked yeah. about 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then after about 20 minutes, you add rice in to the saucepan. Okay. Um, it's uh, 350 grams of basmati rice that you've rinsed. Um, boil it. Oh, you also had some raisins, 50 grams of raisins. You boil, the, wait for the water to come to the boil and then reduce the heat to low and then you cover the pan uh, with your lid for your pan, but you cover it with a tea towel so okay, you yeah, lock yeah. all the steam yeah, in there. Yeah, nice. Um, and then you just kind of leave it to cook. Okay. Uh, she says 30 minutes until the chicken, potatoes and rice are cooked through. And that's it. How and it's nice. ready to go. Oh, wow. So... It's um, it's quite a dry dish, right? Like if you think about like a, maybe like palaos that you've had before or like, it's not like a curry, like it's not saucy at all. Yeah. So she says you have to serve it with her cucumber salad. I didn't. Sorry. Oh, uh, I just, yeah. So, sorry, Dina. Um, I didn't. And also bananas, which I think is funny. And I need to, I really need to ask uh, my mother-in-law about this. She says that... um. When you get Palau on like the the East African coast, people always give you a banana with it. Oh. And I've not heard that before. Um I was didn't eat with a banana, but I could have. Um <laughs> I really liked it. Oh. I really, I thought it was great. Um it's it tasted like for me, like bang on. Yeah. Pretty pretty much bang on what I was used to. Yeah, yeah. Um it was. It has. A, that's a lot of peppercorns. Like two mm. tablespoons of peppercorns is a lot. Are they crushed? And that's what Stephen no, said as well. Whole. No, oh, you wow. just chuck them in. Oof. So you do get like the bite of that. Yeah. yeah. And I love that because it adds like a because it's not a particularly like spicy dish. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's like spiced, obviously. So, but I like. I quite like that little crunch mm. in that. But then when Stephen tried it, he was like, "Hmm, too much." Yeah, it's a bit. Th- that's not my thing right. but obviously it's just personal preference yeah but otherwise loved it thought it was bang on i am a saucy girl as we all know um so i think it does need like a sauce yeah. and um when we have it at family parties uh famously oh. my friend uh my friend and steven's cousin asher yeah her dad <laughs> makes this sauce Ooh. that I love so much oh. to go with Palau. That I love it so much, and it's he knows that I love it so much that he brings me extra every time he makes it. Aww. Like he'll bring you know some for the party, and then he'll bring an extra jar for me to take home. That's so cute, um, and it's so good. It's like a well, I think it's a quite a closely guarded secret, but oh. it's um, I believe it's sour cream, coriander, and green chilies. Wow all like whizzed up nice oh and it's so good i love it um so shout out to that <laughs> I, don't, it, I don't think it's traditional uh who needs tradition but, uh, who needs tradition because it's so good and then when i have it in the house i just put it on everything like as uh. you can imagine anyway so shout out to um uncle adrian for doing that for me but yes <laughs> uh it's great and it massive portion we had it for like dinner lunch the next day and there was still so much left over wow um and i was gonna freeze it but then i couldn't because it had been out and that, anyway but yeah 
uh, and I sent a picture to Steve's mom. She didn't get to try it, but she was like, oh my God, it looks amazing. Well done. So the next um, test is doing it for her. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I will uh, let you know if I do that, but loved it. And I think that if you, if you eat chicken and you like that kind of thing, like it's definitely worth it. Maybe, you know, half the portions, especially if you don't have a giant pot. pot. Um, but it, it's delicious and like, uh, not spicy and stuff. So yeah, that's the palau. I find those palaus quite like miraculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they don't like burn. The bottom doesn't burn, and they're like, yeah, and they're, because the, the meat is on the bone. Then I guess like some of the like juices or the flavor mm. from the meat kind of absorbs into the rice. They're just like, they, I don't know. They just seem quite cool. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and special. like it's you know, yes. You, I guess you have to get it right. If you leave it to cooking for too long, it would stick yeah, and burn. Yeah. But um, and, and the other way around, like that's happened to me before. And you, when you do like a, you know, a rice dish that you leave, yeah, and then you get out and the rice is raw, and you're like, oh yeah, rice is so tricky. And um, anything else that you <laughs> that caught your eye that you wanted to make? Yeah, loads actually. Um, yeah, so <laughs> um, the tuna kebabs. Which are like a croquette with tuna in yes. and like the, all the spices. Um, love that. Never seen a tuna croquette kebab. No, that's... She calls them kebabs, but they're more like a croquette. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I'd love that. Almost made them, uh, but didn't, obviously. Um, <laughs> the Pecora Scotch eggs. <laughs> I saw them. They look so they look good. They look so fun. Really clever. So they're like... Um, Imagine a scotch egg, for listeners, a scotch egg, and then, but instead of, like, just a breaded coating, it's almost, yeah, it's a pakora, or like a, like a bit like an onion bhaji, yeah. like, all, like, strands of vegetables, deep fried. Oh, so they good. look great. Um, also, I really like the story that goes with those. She talks about, like, her nan coming to the UK, seeing scotch eggs realizing that's a similar thing to what they had in oman and she was like really excited so she'd buy them every day um (laughs) only to realize that they're made with pork (gasps) and not beef as they would be in (laughs) and she'd been eating all this pork um which she doesn't eat which oh um, god i thought was funny but yeah they look great (laughs) and then you mentioned them before but those sesame coconut flatbreads just look so good yeah so many um how about you? Yeah, those, the savoury spring onion and green chilli pancakes. As we know, any yeah. any spring onion pancake in a book, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what? Mm. Those beignets, actually, the mandazi that you, um, that Naz yeah. makes, I think they sound so good. Um, the deep fried potato bowls. They've got, like, spices through them, like chilli powder, garlic powder, turmeric, coriander. I bet they're just really delicious. And the batter is a gram flour which I think would be mm. fun. All the all the flatbreads really um, yeah. kind of appeal to me. There's the coconut chapati. It's a great looking cake with plantain or banana, coconut and cardamom. And it looks like another upside yeah, down of course. guy. And yeah, delicious, of course. Yeah, all of our favourite things. Uh, shall we rate? Yes. Oh, you already said about that salmon and tamarind curry. Yeah. With aubergine. Love that. I feel like every time I leave through, I find something new. Yeah, it's it's a really good one, and it's really it's really different and special, and yeah, um, 
Yeah, would recommend. Well, we'll talk about it now, but I would. Um, <laughs> um, let me tell you about you wanna... our rating system. Please. We haven't rated in a while, have we? Um, Let's dust off our ratings. <laughs> I mean, you know I was always so fresh on them anyway. Every episode, <laughs> we rate the book out of five criteria. And they are usability and accessibility. That's one. That's one. Ingredients used. Are they easy to find? Blah, 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 blah. Um, aesthetics. Veggie friendliness. And last one is inspirability. And for each cook or book or chef, we change what we rate out of based on something that we've noticed throughout the book. <laughs> and so for Dina, of course, we have to rate out of cumin, coconut and cardamom because they are yeah. everywhere and Vic doesn't have any anymore so we have to <laughs> we have to just we're just writing her shopping list every time that we repeat them um, sugar. Um, um, so Vic how many cumin no cumin coconut and cardamom are you giving Bahari out of five so usability and accessibility that's one I'm giving it one okay one cardamom cumin and coconut yeah uh because whilst yeah it's all very simple yeah quite easy to do yeah. i didn't find anything difficult um so that's good ingredients used giving it half mm. um because whilst i had i used to have everything <laughs> cumin seeds included um in, and i could get stuff yeah some of the stuff is not that easy like like i said for about whole fish like you couldn't find date syrup yeah um i couldn't find you're... a date <laughs> <laughs> you're off That's the market now story. um that mara had um <laughs> had like co uh pomegranate molasses i'm not sure i would be able to find that yeah um but on the other hand there is you know some very Simple, stuff yeah, totally. Yeah, so I'm giving that half. Aesthetics, one, we've talked about it, it's beautiful. Um, it's got really beautiful photography, etc. Uh, veggie friendly, I'm not giving it a point. No, I'm afraid not. Um, because it's just not, it's not. No. Um, Especially for a mains. It's like yeah. it's the Alison Roman of of the, you're never <laughs> having a main kind of yeah. dish that's veggie, really. You're forced into having a girl dinner of just side dishes. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, it's fine by me, but, and it's not in the culture, right? You can't like force stuff in that's not yes. there, but yeah, a fair warning. Um, and inspirability, I'm giving it one because I just, I, like you were saying, like it's difficult to find stuff that you're like, oh, yeah. Like it all looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it all looks lovely, especially because I, currently if you've listened to our last episode i currently eat meat who knows uh, where we'll go from here um but yeah so that is three and a half cumin cardamom and coconuts out of five nice uh how about you exactly the same the oh, we're on a level oh, we're just so in sync the <laughs> yes ingredients used just because i couldn't get the date syrup and even like i guess I had to get pomegranate seeds for the mohamara and they're expensive. 
you know so even if it's like you can get yeah. them it's it's pricey stuff occasionally but yeah as you said there's plenty of dishes that just have normal things um and then yeah the veggie friendliness i definitely would struggle a little bit but yeah like i said that's just the case sometimes and she's obviously being really true to all the different regions that are represented so um yes yeah, so three and a half cumin coconut and cardamoms out of five for me too Woohoo! What a fun book. Oh, and just really, out, Dina. yeah, really, really cool and beautiful. And you learn things. <laughs> Ooh, yes, you learn things. We didn't mention the garlic and za'atar focaccia, which obviously oh is like gosh, right yes. up my street. Yeah, that looks great. I also, I think that's in the Portsmouth section, right? I also really like she has like a leftover christmas dinner yes. shawarma, yeah, yeah, yeah. which looks great again another funny story about attached that about how like her cousins came for christmas and were like this is what you eat <laughs> for christmas dinner and so like her mom was like embarrassed or whatever Aww. and then decided to whip up shawarma with leftover turkey and all stuff uh, which frankly sounds great yeah it does um, so thank you Dina for this book and thank you DK for sending this book and thank you Vic for yeah. reading this book and cooking from this book and experiencing <laughs> you, this book with me <laughs> oh thank you Hannah for just existing and just being great <laughs> I don't even I'm not even going to pretend that I'm going to be self-deprecating about that you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> good that's the bright answer <laughs> I've been doing my affirmations <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening to listeners. <laughs> beautiful. Um, yes, thank you for listening. We love you very much. We do. And we'll be And we'll back see you next time. Soon. What will it be? Nobody knows. We don't know. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nobody knows. <laughs> we told you we were struggling. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's come to our rescue <laughs> these podcasts are a cry for help I'll be honest tap tap <laughs> SOS Please. is the Morse code <laughs> um, thank you for listening and we love you and bye we love you have a great time bye have a great time <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review as it helps others to find us and enjoy us. You can see how the recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram, at Cookbook Circle, where you can also get in touch with us, let us know your thoughts, feedback, ideas for episodes, whatever you like. We really love to hear from all of you. So we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.